It's time to become bullyproof so we can live our best kicking life. As we know, life ain't all sunshine and rainbows, and bullying is a real problem that negatively affects millions of kids, parents, teens, adults every single day. But there's a solution, and the good news is you found it. The Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life Podcast. So get ready to be empowered with hope and self-confidence to believe in yourself to become bullyproof and live your best kick in life. Blonde Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. We're back with another weekly spotlight show. And for our podcast listeners, this is episode number 297. Uh, for our live streamers, this is uh, only the fourth time we've actually done this. And we, we've had, uh, <laughs> those who've been watching the live stream, uh, a couple hiccups here and there, but I guess that's all part of it. And I've got another martial artist here with me. And we've been battling through with a little bit of video and audio problems, but we're going to make this thing happen here. And who do I have on the show today? I have, he's a master uh, uh, sergeant, listen to me, I'm getting all tongue-tied here, so excited. Retired military, master sergeant, best-selling author. He's been in martial arts for over 36 years, holds several ranks in several different styles. And I can tell you this, he's one heck of a good human being. And he's one of the uh, American freedom fighters. You know, we we agree on uh, a lot of different issues in regards to Kind of what our society is going through today, uh, standing up for the rights of others, mainly kids. And his book that he's a bestseller of is called Bullyproof, and, and he's a bullyproof expert. So obviously, he and I connect extremely well on several things, but especially that. And the bullyproof that I talk about so in, in alignment with what he talks about, and it's all about empowering kids, parents, teens, and adults to stand up for what they believe in, giving them that self-confidence to stand up against any bully they face. And you hear me talk all the time. If you follow on social media, uh, I'm, I'm, to me, our kids are the ones that are being kind of hung out to dry. They're being bullied on all fronts because not enough people are standing up for them. So what are we going to talk about today? And who am I talking about? I'm talking about Master Richard Hill. Richard, how are we doing, sir? Hey, sir. How are you doing? Sorry about this camera issue. I don't know what's really going on on my end. I'm sure it's my end. I got this ancient uh, dinosaur computer, but man, thanks for that introduction. I don't know. Uh, I hope I live up to that. Oh, you, 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 you already have, and I'm just blessed and honored that, uh, you know, to be friends with you and uh, that you're on the show today. And those that are watching the podcast or the, I'm sorry, the live stream, you're just seeing me right now because we are having some video issues, but those listening to the podcast, you're not going to know the difference, right? You just hear the voice. <laughs> but if you want to see what uh, Master Richard Hill looks like, right, I was able to put right. a little video up or a picture up that he had sent me, but definitely check him out on social media. And, and Richard, if you want to tell people how to connect with you, uh, your social media links and, uh, and where you're from too. So people that are hearing this or watching this or in your local area, man, they can come check you out uh, for, for classes. Yeah. Yeah. You just, um, yeah, I'm on, on Facebook. Just look me up at Richard Hill and, um, and then, uh, you know, our, uh, the school is um, TXBBA Frisco. I'm located in Frisco, Texas currently. And um, I've been here about five years now. And uh, I retired from the Army at Fort Hood. And I, I ran some schools down there. And then I moved up this way because um, me and my wife got married and we built a house. And so we're up here in the good old Frisco, Texas area, North Texas, north of Dallas. So, man, if anybody's in the area, come out, check us out. Just come out, hang out with me, train with me. I love learning to 
new things and just hanging out with good martial artists, fellowshipping like that. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, and being, you know, holding several ranks and several different styles is, is huge. Um, and I, I come from my primary style was Tung Sudo. Uh, okay. You know, we always say Tung Sudo, Chuck Norris, right? Right, and, right, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm a big believer in what I call the Bruce Lee philosophy. And the Bruce Lee philosophy is, is you dibble and dabble. You take it all in and you disregard yeah. which yeah. doesn't align with your core values. This doesn't fit your profile, doesn't align with who you are. Get rid of that. Take in That's right. the, 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 the core. And then the most important element, and I know, Richard, you do a great job because I see uh, uh, your pictures and your videos of all the different unique things you're doing with kids in the camps and in classes and everything else you're doing. You add you, man. You add your special flavor, whatever that is, and that's what makes it uniquely your own. And that's obviously uh, the uniqueness of you, which no one else is ever you and can be you, but that's what sets you apart from, from anybody else, me and anybody else out in the martial arts community. And right. uh, dabbling in the different styles, I'm sure you've learned countless things that you never would have learned if you just would have stuck with one style. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. And, you know, for me, it was because of the military that I got, you know, a, a, so many different styles. Uh, I fully believe if I haven't, if I hadn't joined the military, I would still be with my original instructor, you know, and I would have been with him this long. Who knows where I would have been, you know, in the, his little little organization type thing. But I would have only known that style probably um but he liked to dabble in different things too so we would we we would have got a little bit but i wouldn't definitely been where i'm at today through you know traveling around the uh you know in the military for 20 years so trained with a lot of good people learned a lot of good stuff and learned a lot of stuff that i shouldn't be doing because it didn't really work (laughs) and richard that's what i like so much about you Uh, well obviously one the military which i'm going to touch on a lot here but the, the humility to say, hey, you know what? This isn't working or this really wouldn't work in real life, but I need to be humble enough to realize that and find something that does. And as you know, being a martial arts uh, 30-something years, almost 40 now for, for you there, is um, martial artists tend to have more of an ego than we would like. And I admit mm-hmm. I had one for the longest time. And I was one of the primary style for, for uh, well, my goodness, since back in the early or late 70s, early 80s. Wow. And without me opening my eyes and realizing there was more out there, goodness gracious. And I'm not knocking the styles and stuff I've been with. No, but there's no. some that fit, some that work, and, and and others that don't. But one thing in life, and I've uh, I've had my share of encounters, good and bad, you're not humble enough to admit that you can still learn. Uh, you know, I always believe in having the uh, a black belt attitude with a white belt mindset, an attitude right. of excellence, but a mindset of i can continuously learn for all i know is i know nothing uh, that's socrates that's not mine but no, i'm gonna use it <laughs> that's, hey that's that's good you know that's absolutely right you know um but i i don't like to bash other styles either um because i think all of them can have something that you can yes. take from you know uh i mean just take sport taekwondo right um for instance you know because like it's in the all right but a lot of those guys just do a lot of kicking and there's no hands but what can you take from that Man, you can have great kicks. You can have great solid foundation of your kicks. But think about the they're athletes. You know, we both, you know, know Roland Osborne and he pushes that yep. um, the you know, the martial arts athlete. And you, I can't be more, you know, that couldn't be more true that we need those martial arts athletes. And every martial art can provide something towards you becoming that athlete. Um and uh, I think that's the way we, you know, we kind of look at it. You're a martial arts athlete, you know, we're martial arts professionals because that's what we do and um 
And our goal is to train kids to be the best version of themselves. And some kids aren't athletes in basketball or football, but they want to feel like they're an athlete. So make them a martial arts athlete, you know? So I kind of, I kind of adopted that kind of mindset, you know, when I was, um, you know, from Roland, I don't like preach it all the time as far as being a martial arts athlete, but I preach, you know, martial arts, you know, not every in, in martial arts, no one sits on the bench. You know, if you're playing football, you're playing baseball, someone's got to sit on the bench and it might be you, but if you come to martial arts, you don't have to sit on the bench. Oh, it's so well said and, and, and perfect in <laughs> Mary Poppins, perfect in every imaginable way. Cause it's true. But, uh, and, and uh, so I'm going to ask when, when did you have that kind of mindset shift? Do, do you remember? Oh, kind of- um, you know, it was, for me, it was in the early, it was in my first duty assignment in the military. I got stationed in uh, Fort Wainwright, Alaska, and that's in Fairbanks. So it's, they call it the interior of, of Alaska there. And um, I started uh, training with a guy. How it happened was, is that um, I started training with this guy at the, the, the um, rec center, so to speak, on Fort, uh, Fort Wayne right there. And uh, he was, he came from the um, Ruku Kempo style, with, which is Maso Yada, which is, they did forms very similar to me. I originally started in what we call Shirenji Kempo. Um, okay. Uh, and Japanese jiu-jitsu, those were my two styles that I started in and uh, got my black belt in the Japanese jiu-jitsu just before I joined the Army <clears throat> and then joined the Army. And um, so I was stationed in Alaska. I was working with this guy. And uh, that's kind of – he kind of, by training with him, kind of opened my eyes to that. And then when I went to my next duty summit, so I just – I kind of just adopted, hey, you know, I'm in the military. I'm not going to find what I want, but I want to keep the same close ties to what my base core style was. And uh, so I kind of did that with the Ruku Kempo and I just stayed with that for years. And then I was stationed in Fort Huachuca, Arizona, and I met um, a guy named uh, Jeff Hyder. And uh, he did a um, style called um, uh, Tai Shin Kido, which is just a, a, the foundation of that art is Ishinru. And I really fell in love with Ishinru and the concept of Ishinru because of you know their stances and things like that. You know, it's more more natural stances than the deep traditional stance. So if you're going into a, a street fight, you don't have to try to remember to do which stance. You know, you're always in the same stance, so to speak. You know, because um, I remember seeing a video with John Hagelman uh, a while back talking about you know people train. You know, we train in the karate and chamber our weapons above our belt. But in you know you know if you're in a self defense situation or fight, you don't never put your hands there, right? Um, they're always kind of up. And he's like, you know, why train that way? And I kind of I thought about that. I mean, we still, I still train both ways. You know, of course, you got to have your forms and your good tradition, you know, for well-rounded martial arts, I think. And then you got to have them up. But I understand this concept about going back and forth. But that's really kind of just being around the different arts is what kept keeps my eyes open and keeps me looking for more. You know, and I'm at the point where I don't really have an instructor right now, but I'm always searching and looking to, to learn and grow um, somehow, some way uh, to, you know, uh, you know, for me, you know, I'm over 50 and, um, and uh, my body is, you know, still telling me, Hey, you're not, you're not 25 anymore. So you got to figure out a new way to do certain things. And, um, and as I get older, I still want to be able to protect myself without having to do all the craziness that, you know, we've kind of done, but still be, um, more efficient in my movement, so to speak. No, it's, uh, awesome on so many levels there simply because, we it's when we're younger we, we never ever think about getting quote quote uh, older or more mature or seasoned or whatever term you like there 
but and that's where the kind of the, the martial arts should be as we continue to evolve, kind of a, a, an eternal spring, meaning you find a way to adapt to the body that you now have and your sure. abilities that you now have to keep eternally growing. And that that's eternal right. spring is, you know, that, that, that stream and spring, you think about uh, spring is the, the new beginning. Well, right. every day we've got a new beginning and that stream keeps, keeps flowing. You know, when that stream stops, that's when we got problems. Or I guess may, maybe we don't have any more problems. It stops, so we're done. <laughs> but while it's flowing, we want to continue to evolve to be the best we can be with the abilities, be with the body we now have. And that's something, you know, folks will come in all the time, especially us men will say, well, I can't do what I used to be able to do. I can't do this. And I said, well, that's good that you acknowledge that. Uh, we're not going to have you jumping off uh, out of trees and off buildings and things. But what you can do is become the best version of who you are today by knowing your body simply because if somebody's going to attack you on the street, they don't care what ailment you have or don't have. Matter of fact, they hope you've got ailments. Therefore, it's an easy target. You've got to be able to defend yourself with what you have there. And that's the beauty of continuing to evolve with martial arts. And it's, uh, you know, the, the, the fight that I think most of us, uh, you know, when we get over 50 there is uh, the, the beating ourselves down because we can't jump up and kick a tree, uh, you know, branch off a tree anymore. We can't do this. Well, you know what? We, we live those days, but do we really need to jump in the air anyway? No. Let's stay on the ground and do what we can do. Hopefully we've evolved enough with our hand and combative positions to defend ourselves. But also, if we can't jump up and do the, the best flying sidekick over 10 people that we used to be able to do, how can we help a, 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 you know, a younger version of us who's 15, 16, 17, or in their 20s, how can we teach them to do it? Well, we've got to understand how the technique works, and that's the analytical side, and I think that's what the maturity and growth of being a real, uh, I shouldn't say a real martial artist. I often get in trouble for saying that, but that's the evolution and evolving. Right, right. Yeah, it's funny how you have to say, oh, I don't know if I want to say that real martial arts, right? You know, you get in trouble for that kind of stuff. It's just crazy how the world is, you know, but, you know, we do what we do, and I think um, you know, martial arts has so many different levels of it and everybody's version of their version of martial arts is a real martial arts, you know? And, uh, yeah. so and that's why I try and mature myself to, to, to grow and not say that because I used to, I was yeah. a number of instructors, our art's the best and you can't put another art with it because you'll taint yep. the art, you'll taint the purity. And yep. man, I believe that stuff for the longest time because that's all that was being pumped into my head. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, share up until 2012, I didn't know I could read cause I chose not to. Uh, since then, I've my mind opened up to uh, you know meeting people like Roland and Master yeah. Reed with Champions Way and Dave Kovar, Chip Townsend, Brandon Beliso, and just so many other amazing rock stars out there right. that I never knew existed before. And I'm like, oh my gosh! And uh, you know, there there was uh, several instructors I had that just would rip Taekwondo uh, because oh, it's oh, it's not working. It won't work in the street. Right. It won't do this and that. And man, I, I I began to believe that. And then I meet Chip Townsend. I'm thinking. Holy crap! Well, right. This guy's taekwondo. What what's going on here? And it right. was a, a very closed, uh, and in a sense, I call it scarcity mindset because I was mm -hmm. afraid of what I didn't know. And that's yeah. a horrible way to live, folks. Regardless, if we're talking about martial arts, or we're talking about success, we're talking about growth, we're talking about parenting, or your own maturity. And don't right. live with that fixed scarcity mindset of scared of what you don't know. Get out there and learn what you don't know, and and therefore, <laughs> man, you're going to be much better for it. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, I think, you know, now I've kind of kind of adopted the mindset and I don't know that it's the right one, but you know, when you hear someone try to tell you that 
their martial arts is the best, it's the end all be all. That's one of the ones you want to stay away from, right? Because they, I think they feel that, you know, they're afraid to see that what they've learned and what they've been taught, and they probably had the same thing drilled into them. It's the only one, it's the only one you'll ever need, right? They're afraid to realize that that it's not the tr truth. It's not the only one you ever need. Like, because if you always do stand up and you never learn to do anything on the ground, you're going to end up on the ground and then you're not going to know what to do. Right. So, and I was that person. I hated to be on the ground. I'll fight someone. Yeah. They go to the ground, but you don't want to be on the ground and you should never learn this. And then here I am a blue belt in BJJ now um, at 53 years old. And I'm like, oh, it's killing me body wise, you know, so to speak, but um, I'm having a little fun with it. I, it, I don't believe it's end all be all like some yeah. people do. I, I tease, uh, you know, my BJJ instructors, you know, about BJJ being a cult like uh um, CrossFit yeah. is, you know, because you talk to some of those guys, but I'm, they are good guys and they believe in both. But, you know, back to that thought process, those, those instructors are ingrained like we were. And I was in a, an organization that was like that, where you don't cross train. If you cross train, you're going to kick you out, strip you of your rank. And I'm like, you're going to strip me of my rank. Like I earned it. And you're going to, well, here's my belt back. Right. But you can't take what my knowledge is in my mind and my heart kind of thing. But that's the kind of the mindset they had. And I think it was a lot of us, they were afraid that to see someone point out the holes in their, in their art or their system, you know? Well, that's, I, I thought about that all the time, having a fragile ego and, yeah. you know, somebody starts poking around at that thing and uh, it, 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 it's, and I, I, I openly admit uh, I had one, you know, I yep. thought uh, from what I'd been taught and this and that, and of course I would, the exact same concept, oh, well, you just don't want to go to the ground. Well, what happens if you do? Well, then I would say, well, don't what if me, just don't go to the ground. Right. That's, that's ridiculous. Right. ridiculous. And I wrestled for years uh, and then, you know, played hockey to a really competitive level. Oh, uh, so obviously balance and standing up. And right. uh, I had my taste of all of, of getting beat up a lot. But uh, back to you and your humility, 53 years old, and you're saying, you know what? I could learn more. I'm in jujitsu and I'm getting a little bit of a beating on the ground. But what I'm yeah. doing is I'm evolving as a human being, not only just a martial artist. And uh, my, my take on, and I've been blessed, got to go to Korea four different times, spend nice. time over there with some of the best. And, um, and of course, you learn the good and the bad, you know, with right. that. Uh, the best meaning they're the best in their own mind. <laughs> but not challenged in any other way. And then the, the, the best because of their humility. And that's where our number one black belt principle is humility. And it, it's put there for a reason simply because uh, I need to be reminded of that often because uh, I wrote a, an article, this is years ago now, I don't even remember how long ago, maybe 10 years ago, it was Ego versus Humility. And I right. titled Ego, Edging Greatness or Edging God Out, meaning right. I, I don't need help, I got this thing. But that's what I did, my ego was covering up from because uh, it was so fragile, I put on this, as we're gonna talk about in a little bit here, our bulletproof armor, but that right. armor wasn't very, wasn't very solid because uh, it has to be really built from the inside out in order to have that true confidence of belief in yourself. And, uh, right. But no, that's, that's, that's fantastic. So let's, uh, um, the military, you're a sergeant yeah. major for, uh, you're in the military for 20 years, you got to travel over and meet a lot of cool people. And uh, I personally was uh, never in the military. It is something that I wanted to do. Uh, my dad was a, is a wounded Vietnam vet. He was over there oh, in man. 68, 69. And uh, he actually... Uh, as a 101st Airborne, and okay. he provided uh, mortar support to Hamburger Hill, mm. which uh, I wow. didn't even know about until uh, not this past Christmas, but uh, I recently moved to Florida, so I tried to spend as much catch-up time with my family as I could, and my mom told me all about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I ever know this? But anyway, I turned 18. I'm like, I'm going to the military. 
as going to the Marines or going to be like dad in 101st Airborne. And, you know, we, we never got along a whole lot growing up because I was an immature punk kid and he was seasoned in all the wrong ways. And he just knew that he didn't want me to have to go through that. So anyway, long story short, ended up getting a chance to go to Korea four different times. So that was the, the military experience. And, and, and still to this day, there's a part of me that wishes I would have done it, but I'm proud of me for, you know, respecting my dad enough to honor his wishes. So right. that, was, uh, that was that. So anybody in the military, my heart absolutely goes out to you. And that's why, you know, I believe you stand for the gosh darn American flag. That's why I've got a tattoo of the American flag with an eagle and a cross on my chest because yes, of that very reason. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But that is only obtained by those that have fought for our freedoms. That's why we need to fight today for the freedoms of the next generation or we're not going to have those freedoms. That's right. That's right. That's that's. That's awesome because we we align with that whole whole thing about you know what's going on in the world and you're definitely a a warrior a freedom warrior patriot and um and it's awesome so you know thanks for what you do because you're you're like kind of like me you know we're we're trying to put out the truth out there that's being suppressed by you know mainstream media stuff and people need to know that and so you're you're fighting the good fight man and that's why I'm I'm, I'm honored to be alongside of you with it. I appreciate that, buddy. And like I said, uh, uh, giving me goosebumps here. And obviously, right. we, uh, um, you know, I, I learned that oftentimes I drift. You know, I've got, uh, I don't know, uh, a bit of OCD and ADD, ADHD, <laughs> and this and that. So I get locked in on a topic, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's a hill I'm worth, uh, that we're dying on. And, and kids being bullied by not only kids on the playground, but like I said, the mainstream media, corrupt governors and politicians and all the oh. ugliness of the political gain. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to die on that hill. And, and, and at the same time, I've lost a lot of people that I respected and were friends. And, and yep. I don't mind losing people that aren't willing to open their mind because there's nothing I can do. Uh, but I also got to remember that I've got to do a better job of trying to communicate with others to help them see what I'm and, and be open enough and humble enough to learn on my own, too. Right, right. And that's where sometimes I struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I think we all do, you know, is how, you know, we're passionate about it. And like, we're like, man, why can't you see this? You know? And that's sometimes that's the wrong answer. That's what drives them away is like, you know, kind of grab them by the shoulders and can't you see this? That's really the <laughs> wrong answer. You know, we just have to keep planting the seed and maybe not. Um, and just, you know, eventually I think more and more people slowly start to see some of the ridiculousness of the stuff going on and going, wait a minute. And they start asking the questions they should have been asking long ago, you know, and, um, you know, they'll come to us, you know, we can, you know, what's the old saying? You can only lead the horse to the water. You can't make them drink it. Right. <laughs> and it, I, uh, I'm going to top put on that. It was, and this may have been, I don't want to quote the wrong person here, but, uh, I'd said, yeah, you can only lead the horse to the water. They gotta be, I could put, and I grew up on a farm. So I don't know how many times in the winter there, I would, uh, <laughs> would have to break the ice with sledgehammer and, right. and the, the water trough bring the horse over and I'd put the gosh darn horse there, force it to get its head in the water. And if it didn't want to drink, I mean, obviously what am I going to do against a, a you know, thousand pound animal here? <laughs> I'm a little kid, but I'm trying to force it. Come on, dummy. You haven't drank all day. The water's been frozen. You need this. The right. horse is like, Hey, I'll drink what I want to drink. But uh, I actually took that a step further. One of mentors at one time says, yeah, well, think of it this way. You can't feed a rock. You know, someone's rock solid. You, you can't, Hey, Hey rock, eat this food. Well, rock's not going to budge. It's not going to eat. So right. that's true. That's right. You can't, I like that. Can't feed a rock. I'm gonna have to remember that and use that from time to time. But uh, now it's it, uh, all about the, the humility. It gets back to that and uh, yep. what you're doing, what you've done and what you continue to do with uh, obviously your book, 
with the kids you work with at your academy, with the example you're setting by continuing to dibble-dabble in other arts and continuing to progress, speaks wonders. And then also the humility in, in, in order to, well, and, and this is another reason why we connect so well, is realizing, ah, darn it, maybe I pushed, and, and I've never ever thought I could ever push too far because, you know, a, a lot of uh, all of the life growing up on the farm, being a poor farm boy, it was told all the things I couldn't do. You're just a dumb, poor farm boy. You're not going to be able to do this and this. So I had the kind of F you attitude to the world, and I was right. going to prove everybody wrong, which was good. I call it Bobby Boucher tackling fuel. But when you allow that to consume your life, then that's all you're doing is trying to prove others wrong. And what are you really doing? So that was a humbling lesson for me to learn, but I often fall back into that pattern. So it, it, it's yeah. good to obviously talk to people like yourself and the people I surround myself with now as a reminder when I start to do that drift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. your book, uh, and yeah. I would yeah. thought I, ha I oh, I've got a copy. Uh, I, I haven't unloaded all the boxes for my uh still in the process of a better right. few months or six months now. But I think I left it at the academy because I wanted the other instructors to read it uh, in, in regards to what you did. And I know you wrote the book, what, three years ago now, four years ago? Uh, wow, 2015. So it's been seven Oh, now. gosh, darn. Yeah. Well, when the heck did we meet at the Super Show? Was that so 15? No, we met. I thought we – well, that's a great question. I was trying to think of the other day. I thought we met in 2013. Um but was it 15? I don't remember because my first super show was 2013. And I don't remember if we met that one or if we met like at one of the 14 or 15. You know? It was 14 or 15 because uh, it was, uh, I said, was it one of the first or second ones I ever went to? So yeah. whatever year that was, was my first one, yeah. So maybe it was 14 was the first one I went to and then 15. And uh, um, I'm trying to think because. I had actually uh, Professor Beliso there. He was doing, mm -hmm. uh, he was the first person that I saw doing video blogs. And right. I saw him right. do it. And I'm like, well, gosh darn, I can do that. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it's one thing to say you can do it. And I, I still kept my very first video. I actually had the camera <laughs> sitting. Uh, I leaned it up against the computer and I'm kind of squished down to try and talk to it. But I kept that one because uh, it was, I have people ask all the time, how do you do those videos? I'm like, well, you, you just got this thing, this, this uh, phone, right? Well, you just, I told him about the first one I did. It's terrible. I said, now I've got, you know, the, the stand and the boom mic and all the other essentials that you need. But uh, I just remember him doing it. So the chance to meet him was 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 something awesome. And that's also yeah. uh, the year I met uh, Chip Townsend for the first time. Yep. I'd watched his TED Talk and several other things. And what I was surprised was how open and inviting every one of uh, these, these people that are watching their videos were. And just kind of, you know, I always felt like I was never worthy. That was one of my right. limited beliefs. And these guys just invited me in like I was lost brother. And I'm like, really? Holy cow. What? <laughs> so yeah. it was so open and inviting. And then the same with you. I know when we first met, man, it's, uh, um, I'd seen you and seen your things before. And, you know, we had instant connection there. And that's the beauty of getting out and going to events like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and I, I, I stinks. I've missed the past few of them. You know, of course, the I guess last last year and the year before was all virtual. But you know, I didn't make the one before that. Um, I think that was what eighteen or nineteen, whichever the last one was. I don't remember. Um, uh, nineteen, uh, I think. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think that's the one. I and I missed that one. <clears throat> um, I don't remember why, but I couldn't couldn't make it out there for that one and. Uh, so I miss I miss going to those things, you know, to to reconnect with people like you and to meet new people. Um, you know, that's you're right. I met 
you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Belicio there and Mr. Townsend. Um, that's where I met uh, Buddy Hudson, who's a, a become a really good friend of mine. And he's here in my area. He lives, you know, about 30 minutes from me. So we connect probably once a month. And then, um, you know, I should kick myself. Master Townsend right. is in Texas, too. And Abilene, I think, is the area. And it's not, you know, it's a few hours from here. But, I mean, that's something I should go up and go up and say hi to him. And uh, actually, I had some students talking about breaking the other day. And I said, well, I know this guy who is all about breaking and holds world records. And you know what? We can... I can ask him and we can bring him in for a seminar if you really want to learn how to do breaking, you know, and so that's a, that's a thought in my mind is to reach out to him and find out what, you know, what a seminar from him is going to cost us and how much wood and stuff will need him to come out and do it. I think they, I think my students would love it. Um, All right. That, absolutely. You get a chance yeah. to uh, go to, go to, I think he's got six schools in, uh, in his area there. Uh, wow. Go check one of them out. Uh, I mean, he's amazing. He helped, uh, my son and I, we did our a baseball bat break. Uh, yeah, years I saw ago. that. I saw that. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, was, I look at that and I go, yeah. oh, that I don't know if I ever even want to try that. Well, uh, and, and, and I'll tell you, um, speaking of that real quick, I threw, um, I, uh, I played, like I said, hockey. It was always my dream to be a pro hockey player that never worked out. And that's okay. And I played football at competitive level. And hockey is, is, is as far as it could take yeah. me. I still play today. But uh, no. I've had eight knee surgeries, seven on, uh, oh. I'm sorry, seven, seven. Yeah, seven, I'm sorry, seven knee surgeries, uh, six on one leg and one on the other. Oh. And uh, the right leg, is, it's been, it's the one that's had the six surgeries. And one of the surgeries, they actually had to uh, cut the uh, femur in half and realign it because there was, uh, it was called a femoral osteotomy. So essentially, it's almost like a realign in a table leg. They cut the femur, put a spacer right. and a wedge in to shift the pressure from the lateral side, the outside, to the medial side. And then they bolted the femur back together with oh. a plate and uh, seven bolts. So from that point on, I was always extremely reluctant about hitting anything with my right leg. Right. Uh, I mean, it was, I, I would, and I'd go through and have to demonstrate techniques and do different breaks, but man, oh man, you, you talk about it, because I always had, I would have literally nightmares that I would kick something and my leg would literally break off. Now, I know that's extreme, but that was a nightmare. So when the opportunity came to do this bat break, I remember even in the warmups, I was so gosh dang reluctant, I wouldn't even turn in my, my, my foot over. And I see the video of it now. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is so terrible. But it was just the fear. And then right before the break, I just closed my eyes and said, I'm doing this thing and just blasted through. And that freaking bat exploded. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the video of that. I'm like, you know, and when I, I saw it, you know, and you broke it. And I was like, oh, my God, my shin is just screaming right now. Like, how did you do that? You know, because, you know, I can't bump my shin on the edge of the bed without falling to the floor and, and crying like a baby. You know, Rah! But um, but yeah. that's the weirdest thing. Uh, you 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 you'll stub, uh, you'll do something like that. Well, I talk about it. Do an elbow break of right. the best I've done with seven of those uh, two inch blocks. And uh -huh. uh, I think you know I could bump my elbow on the gosh darn wall and probably break it. But here I'm able to do this. Well, it's obviously right. we know martial artists. It's the state of mind, overcoming fears, battling through challenges, right. and and then that ability to put your mind elsewhere, which is so amazing. What the mind and body is capable of, and that gets back to how I mean how little we actually tap into that but yeah i could run and uh, um hit my elbow on the darn uh, uh counter and <laughs> like oh gosh what the heck right. <laughs> but yeah. no I, I hook up with uh with with master chip he is just an amazing human being in, in so many yeah. uh, so many yeah. areas and those listening if you're not following me i think he's uh, he wrote the forward for my book which is hopefully coming out soon and uh, he's a 14 oh. or 15 time world breaking champion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He holds 
five or six world records. And uh, in, in the world record, he broke four baseball bats with one yep. kick, uh, which is absolutely insane. But <laughs> I'm telling you, one of the most humble human beings on the planet. And I learned so yeah. much from him. And he's also got a great TED Talk. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, check that out. So, and he's been on the podcast countless times as well. Just a good human being. Yeah, he, he is. He really is. I've, I've met him in person once um, and kind of, you know, you'll talk or, you know, have interaction with him through Facebook stuff and stuff like that. But, you know, um, I, I really enjoyed meeting him the time I met him at the Super Show. And, um, yeah, he was just a really great guy. And, you know, I, you know, I should kick myself in the butt for not, you know, we live close enough that I should be able to reach out to him, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, at least visit and stuff like that. You know, my first super show, I met a guy named Garland Johnson and he runs, um, he has two schools that he owns in, um, Colorado Springs, but then he has 45. Now this was in 14, I guess he has 45 affiliate schools of his. Right. And, um, I, so I was, I was in the, when I retired from the army, I was a contractor and I was running my school part time. And so I had to be out at Colorado for, um, uh, uh, a training event because I was as a contract I was still training soldiers um, in my area of uh, expertise at that point and um, so I was I messaged him say hey I'd love to come out and see you and one of his schools is like a you know he bought an old firehouse and converted a firehouse into a school and it's beautiful and I loved it but you know those events you link up with and meet great people like yourself and um, and you can you you know, you just got to network out there, and that's what I I like about those events. And I was doing the Mabs events for a while. Did you ever go to one of the Mabs events with that? I, I thought was the, so. was the first one, the very okay, first one. So. Yeah, I thought so. I thought I saw, we were there at one of them then. Yeah, and that was a twofold yeah. event for me. My daughter lives in uh, in um, Manhattan, you know, over near Times Square, so I could that you know that was a yearly event. I could go see my daughter and write it off as a tax write off too. <laughs> that's a win win. When right. You're exactly right. You, you, you got to get out. And that's uh, uh, back to, I, I talk about the 2012 was kind of a major shift in my life, right. uh, uh, getting out and going to these conferences, going to these events, going to these workshops, and just meeting people that I, I never knew existed and learning about authors that I never knew existed. Heck, right. I talk about it. Uh, I, I never even, I never heard of Zig Ziglar before prior to 2012. And I'm um, like, holy smokes. And now I'm the Ziglar trainer, speaker, coach. Yeah, and, you are. Uh, and that's uh, awesome. Uh, Friends with Tom Ziegler. Uh, I actually posted a, a video. I was in Texas uh, back in well June of uh, what was it, June of when? Oh, 2020, last year. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we were doing a certification, and I uh, had Tom Ziegler break break a board. Now the board didn't break the first time, so he had to go through and do it again. Uh, and, and as it would be, I had planned and scheduled the video to air or post on his birthday. <laughs> It didn't go to the second day, so I kind of titled it, hey, just like the board didn't break the first time, the video didn't right. upload the first time, so it, <laughs> but we're not giving up. Just like today, you know, the video's not working, uh, but we're not giving up. We're battling through, right. which which reminds me, folks, I see a handful of people watching, and uh, they're coming and going. Uh, I'm talking to Master Richard Hill, a fantastic, amazing human being, military, uh, retired military, best-selling author, uh, amazing martial arts academy uh, that, that, that he runs in Texas. So if you jump on, please give us a shout out, ask any questions you have, and yeah. we'll do our best to answer them and get back yeah, to you. Yeah. So if you're watching the live stream here, you're just going to see me in a blank screen where Richard's at, and uh, that's because yeah. he's in this ninja stealth mode right now. Now we we're having some uh, video difficulties, but if you're here in the podcast, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff, which is also a reminder, make sure you follow and subscribe. Uh, Grogan's Bullyproof, 
and it's, uh, uh, yeah, what's it called? Yeah, Rogan's Bullyproof is the, the podcast name, and it's available worldwide on all podcast apps and uh, channels there. And then online, it's Grogan's Bullyproof on Facebook, Instagram, and um, LinkedIn now we're streaming to, and then our right. YouTube channel as well. So check those babies out for not only amazing guests like uh, Richard Hill, but when I do the uh, Feel Good Fridays and different inspirational, motivational things there to pick I you up, lift you up, and help you live your best kicking life. Well, good stuff. Well, tell us about the book. Uh, um, we, we, we touched sure, on a lot sure. of different topics. Uh, yeah. Uh, how did that come about? And I know uh, you did you you co-authored with another somebody else or uh, co-authored with uh, on that one. I'm co-authored with um, nine other people actually. So okay. there's ten chapters of the book. We each wrote a chapter, um, and it came about as I met Alex Chango, and um, okay. he's the one that kind of put it together and brought a lot of us uh, martial artists together. A couple of those people in that book are out of Great Britain, um, and. Uh, uh, so it was, you know, so it's truly international and we, we all did our piece of the book and wrote the book. And then, um, Alex kind of helped, I shouldn't say help. He did, you know, um, Alex is the, the reason for that book. And now he went ahead together, you know, with that, we're part of the, uh, uh, bullyproof America nonprofit that he has. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's six volumes total. And if I, in the last volume, the sixth volume is all ATA instructors. You know, he did a whole thing from the, so the ATA took a whole book and, uh, and volume of that book and did it so um but it was that was super fun and i keep telling everyone that i'm going to do another one and i have an idea for that and i've you know i've kind of laid out a small draft it's just a matter of you know hey you got to sit down and do it and prioritize it you know and alex did all that stuff so i have to figure out how we go from you know putting the book together getting it done and printed and stuff like that you know um and put it out there but it was great you know we when that thing went live it, it hit number one in um Germany and England before it hit number one in the U.S. and uh, so it was pretty cool, right? And um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. I still, you know, I still push. It. I have that book up, have that book up in, in my office. I, I sell it. You know, um, I'll I'll give it to kids that come in that really are struggling. A parent comes in and doing a, you know, I'll hand, I'll sign that book and hand it right over to them. I don't have a problem with doing things like that. But the book was really fun, you know, about bullying. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a it's never going away. We have to keep bringing it out and we have to keep empowering kids to be able to have the confidence to stand up. And really that's, that's the whole thing, you know, that you do. And I do is trying to build confidence for kids to stand up because when they're confident, they won't do it. You know, in Roland's, uh, I know we keep going back to Roland, but he really has a great things to say, but he, uh, in his program, bullyproof program, he says, there's no confidence like self-defense confidence. I use that line all the time because it's so true, you know, it's so true. There's no confidence like self-defense confidence, you know, and if you have the confidence you can defend yourself, then you should have the confidence you can go out and conquer the world. You know, my students, when they bow on the mat, I have them say, yes, I can. And when they bow off the mat, I have them yes, they can, say, yes, I can. And that's to, the yes, I can is to have a positive attitude. And I tell them my school is, you know, it's a negative free zone. You leave all the negative stuff outside. You come in, you, you yes, I can. I'm going to do my best. And when you bow off that mat, you say, yes, I can. And you're, you're empowered to go take over the world. And that's what I try to tell my kids, man, you guys need to, why do I want to take over the world? I said, because we need great people like you to take over the world and run the, run the, uh, you know, run the world because, um, you know, of course, here we are. Look at where we're at. Right. And, right. Uh, Lack of leadership. <laughs> right. Right. Lack of leadership. And, and people, you know, selling us out, and um, and uh, yeah, it's just terrible, you know, uh, um, for what that. So you, we have to try to change these minds, and you know, sometimes we're the only link to the outside world from what these kids see at, 
it depending on the school they go to and what's being pushed at the school and what their parents think, you know, that, that, that gives them a different perspective of something. You know, like I just, I just brought in a, a, a new assistant instructor in my school and this young man is 23. Um, he's really outgoing, but the thing was, is that I, I had to let parents know, Hey, we're going to bring this guy in, but let me tell you a little bit about him. He's got tattoos on his forehead and his neck and stuff like that. So I wanted people to be aware. And I told him, look, you know, we're not about not letting people have the opportunity to come in and train, share their experiences. Cause this young man has had a rough childhood. What helped him and saved him during that now. And um, the tattoos shouldn't matter to people, right? We should be accepting of that. You know, we, um, cause you know, you, you and I know we've been around time. You, you, you look at all these big biker dudes sometimes and they're like big strapping dudes and look mean. And there's some of the most nicest, humblest guys you'll ever meet in your life. And, um, you know, so, you, you know, we often judge book by a cover. And so you can't do that. And I had many parents step out and say, hey, you know what? That's really great that you're doing that. We appreciate that, you know, um, and that you've given people opportunities and that you're accepting of, of different things. And I'm like, you know, yeah, why not? You know, most people don't know. You know, I'm huge accepting of different things because I have a, my middle child was born a girl and identifies as a boy and is going through the, the transformation stuff. And they're like, how do you do that? You know, for me, and I think for you, you know, we're believers and um, like, well, you know, what about God? Well, God says to love. So that's all I can do. Right. It's that the rest of it's between, you know, him and God. My portion of what God tells me is to love my child. And that's all I'm going to do. Um, like it or not like it, you know, that's, that's a, it's neither here nor there for anyone. My, my job is to just love my child. Right. And so we just love on people. And that's kind of the message I wanted to share with, you know, with, with my students and stuff. Hey, we, we're just going to love on people that need that love. And if it inspires them to be better or if they can inspire us to be better because they're different and they can give us a different perspective of that. Cause this young man goes through life with, you know, he chose to have the tattoos and he told the kids, Hey, don't do it. Don't put tattoos on your face. You know, even he's 23. So I don't, I think he's, proud of him but i don't want him to have the regret of that you right. did it for you because that's what it meant to you at the time but um he'll tell kids man don't quit don't do it and uh you know just but be yourself you know and that's a, a big thing he, his message is to put out you know it's like he went through some struggles and the reason he's not at one of his former schools is because they he was being bullied by his instructors about the stuff you know it's like I, I can't go to school for i can't be there if i'm being disrespected and bullied about tattoos you know and so he found a new home and you know he's so far he's been great with this you know people there's been a couple of kids have been scared of him but once they get to know him he's like there's kids that never smile on the mat when i was there and now he's on the mat and they're always smiling i'm like what in the world it's like the old the old i'm the old guy you know grandpa we can't you know whatever but you got this young guy and he's making them laugh and smile and the parents are laughing and smiling i'm like what in the world so it, but i'm glad i brought him in because i think he's really brought a, a new energy to the school for us Fantastic. And, and it goes, everybody's got a story to tell and experiences that they've learned from that can impact people in, in a positive way if we're yep. willing and open enough to, to, to listen. And it is. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, that's, that's fantastic. Willing and open. And, but, yeah, it goes to that whole bullyproof stuff, you know, and bullying you. Know, he's being bullied right. in a martial arts school, right? By other martial artists. So, I mean, it's like, you know, that, you know, that point you're, you're like, well, that's one of the schools you definitely don't want to be at. Right. You know, they're teaching the wrong things or doing the wrong things or they're teaching one thing and doing the opposite thing. You know, and if, to me, that's really a big thing is like I don't want to be, you know, I struggle with things like most people do. I struggle with impatience. I'm a 
you don't want to ride with me as a driver. I, I, I have my own views of driving and you, you need to get out of the left lane so I can get moving and uh, kind of thing. And uh, so, you know, people are like, yo, you have such patience with the kids on the mat. I said, yeah, but that's the only place I have patience. Cause if you ride with me, I have zero patience. Right. But, but at the same time, I struggle with that because I want to practice what I preach to these people about taking a deep breath and relaxing and trying to be calm. And that's a struggle, you know, with, you know, with, for me, but by going to the school, it's like, okay, I got to try to remember to do this. And sometimes I fail miserably at it. And sometimes I, I do okay at it, you know? I think obviously it, 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 it goes right back to you as a person being humble enough to, to, to say, you know, Hey, I've got faults too, man. I, yeah. I, uh, I goof up. I've got, you know, here are my warts, here are my sins, here are my things, but gosh darn it, I am not perfect. I'll never claim to be perfect, but I'm doing what I can to, uh, to learn from my mistakes and pass on to others. Kind of the message I always give to my only my own kids, but everybody I talk to is look, I, I well, uh, the organization I was with for 26 years and it was finally time to part ways was because of that. It was like, uh, well, you're, you're a master. You have to carry yourself that you can't admit fault. You can't admit this because then people look down on you. And I'm like, really? And, and then of course the bullying that you're talking about, uh, boy, oh boy, I'm a yeah. fun guy. I like to have fun. I like to goof around. And I was always very respectful. I had a military dad and grew up on a farm, hard work. But then I also thought, you know, there's, there's, there's times especially when you're working with kids that you need to have fun with them. You can't be the militarist drill sergeant. And I'm not saying you give them a belt or a trophy or anything they haven't earned. By all right. means, they're going to earn it, but they earn it at the best of their ability. Cause like you said earlier, not every kid is an athlete. I mean, that, that's just all there is to it. And it's not every kid's going to be able to jump up and fly over 10 people and break a board. You know, some kids can barely get off the ground, but what I evaluate and what we evaluate on same thing you're evaluating on, is the attitude and effort of that individual to put forth their very, very best and then make them feel good about that so they're yep. willing to try even more. Because if you break them down, and, and, and of course that's a fine line because people say, well, no, you should be harder. No, I'm all about firm and I'm all about attitude and effort and doing your best. But right. what Albert Einstein say, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it's going to go through its whole life thinking it's an idiot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> a fish, in water is where a fish thrives. Climbing a gosh darn tree, that's for a cat. But that's a cat right. in water, they don't thrive there. No. And unfortunately, we try and fit everybody in that same proverbial round hole. And that's, yep. you know, it's something I hear talk about a lot is, you know, the, 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 the round hole cookie cutter system of, right. uh, of school systems and everything else. I mean, come on, man. So, but right. that's good. Yeah, you know, you, know good. you bring that up, that cookie cutter system, you know, and it brings me, my mind immediately goes to, you know, um, you know, there's schools out there that teach and do the wrong things and, you know, push belt through that are considered McDojos. And then there's schools that are McDojos, but they do still do good stuff. Right. You know, and here's the thing, you know, because people, you know, say about that. I don't it's, don't know why that transition to this particular topic. It just gets me. But McDonald's is a successful business and they have thousands of franchises. So, so I mean, why could, you know, sometimes it's okay to say, yeah, I have a McDojo because I have a successful business going, but it's really a matter of what do you produce and what are you doing? If you're a school that's producing bullies or, or you're bullying your own instructors, you're not, you've not set up the right model, right? And you don't have the right things to reproduce. Um, and that's just going to eventually be a downfall to you, I think. Um, and some of those schools still get through it somehow because some people think that their kids need to have you know, to be that big tough kid because I'm I'm a I'm a karate school and our school's better and we'll beat your kids up and you're like well that's 
kind of bullying. That's kind of not the, you, you've been kind of taught the wrong way, you know? And, um, and, um, yeah, it, yeah it's, 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 and there's uh, obviously something said about uh, uh, both there, but I, yep. I think the whole, it, it, it's whatever is in alignment with your core values and what That's you right. want to be known for That's and the right. legacy you want to be. And That's for right. too many years, I tried to be everything to everyone. Yep. And the only thing I ended up being was miserable to myself and my family and uh, pretty much everyone. So now yep. we align yep. with our core values. We're a life skills, leadership, character development, and bullyproof academy that teaches practical self-defense. That's what we focused on. Yep. And, you know, uh, people come in and, and we don't even give them a, a uniform or a belt for the first few weeks to get a T-shirt to be a part of the class so they right. can feel like they fit in. But they got to earn the darn thing. And, oh, and, nice. and they let parents know, hey, we may not be for you and that's okay. We'll part that's as right. friends and I'll do my best to find a place that's, that's for you. That's right. And, and, and that's fine. You know, neither here nor there. But that's my firm belief is you set the precedence early uh, that yep. the kids have yep. to, they know they got to earn it. It's not going to be given to them because mommy and daddy pay for it or mommy and daddy right. are, are buddies with the instructor. And, and, and some folks, if that's your model and that works for you, by all means, don't, yep. it, it, I, I listen to things all and I take in the good, kind of the Bruce Lee thing again and put yep. out the bad, yep. but it's got to align with your core values. What makes that's you right. feel good at night? And that's, that's where we are. And for that's years, right. I would chase that shiny ball, right? The shiny red object. Oh, let's try this. Oh, let's try this. Let's try this. And I didn't know who the heck I was and nor did any of my students. Yep. I did it for years. Oh, there's the next new shiny object. There's the next new shiny object. That's what I did for years. This is going to work, man. This is going to get me 10 new students. And that's all I need to pay the bills. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know? And and, and folks that aren't in the martial arts community that are listening to this, apply that to your life. You know, are are, are you constantly chasing the shiny red object, the the new thing that's out, you know, you know, get rich quick schemes you know you do this and in 30 days uh, you know what find what aligns with your core values and stick to it but also realize uh you know you got to put in the work to make it happen you know you got to till up the garden plant the seed nurture the seed cultivate the garden continuously and then you may get a crop then again you may not but you got to stay at it Uh, but the worst thing in today's society and and zig ziglar summed it up with his back in the 70s he said too many people stand by the, the the wood stove and say give me heat and then i'll give you wood well it doesn't work that way you no, <laughs> gotta right. put the wood in first but right. uh, or you go to your boss and say look pay me more then i'll work harder no 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 that's backwards and this is back in the 70s for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah. right <laughs> what yeah, you, now? <laughs> you mentioned zig ziglar right and you said you didn't come to know him to what 2012 or so i don't think i really came to know who zig ziglar was and jim Rohn until maybe you know, 13, 14, maybe. And, um, and then, you know, now I have, you know, uh, quite a few of his books, you know, born to be great and, um, see at the top and and stuff like that. And then I saw that you were out here doing that certification in 20 for Zig Ziglar. I said, Oh man, that's awesome. You know? And, um, you know, now I follow people like, you know, the Jim, Jim Rohns and Zig Ziglar's and John Maxwell and, you know, things like that, you know? And, um, but I think, you know, I love listening to Zig Ziglar talk and stuff. And, you know, those old guys, when they talk and you know, pass on knowledge like that, and you're like, they're thinking of this stuff back then, you know? And I think, man, how much further along would I be had I known about it back then, you know? And so I, I use things like that to kids nowadays, and I push it out loud to my school that hopefully a parent will pick it up. And maybe, maybe you know, as adults, adults are egoed. 
women, men, both the same. Their egos are different, but they're like, oh, I, I don't need to learn this stuff. Or they're struggling and won't tell anybody they're struggling. And, you know, so sometimes when you say things on the mat, hopefully it grabs one parent's attention. And, you know, we may never know whether we did or didn't, but I hope and pray that, you know, that I've touched some parent somewhere that has says, you know what, let me look at that. And they pick up a Zig Ziglar book or a Jim Rohn thing or something like that, or follow something like that and, and start changing their lives. You know, whether I ever know about it or not, that'd be, you know, I, I probably won't, but I hope that at least at some point, something I say will resonate with someone and they change their life for the better. You know, I get back to, um, uh, my Angelo said, uh, people will forget what you said, forget, um, who you, they may forget who you are, what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And right. especially if you help them on, on, on something that you had no idea, kind of like the thing I mention a lot and I try and pass it on my kids. Look, I want to plant a tree that I'll never enjoy the shade under, but I know right. that somebody will. And that's, that's right. obviously that's right. in 2012, I was 42 years old. And why, why in the world would I read or attend a conference or a workshop or watch a webinar? What the heck am I really going to learn? Oh my gosh, it was just, it, it was a scarcity fixed mindset. And, uh, which is a great book, uh, Mindset by Dr. Carol DeWick. Yep, and yep, she really yep, dives yep. in deep uh, with that. But yeah, Jim Rome had, had talked about, uh, uh, he'd always said, man, why didn't I learn this stuff earlier? And he goes, now I've come to the conclusion, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Yep, right yep, now. Yep. And people, oh, you know what? I've, I've probably only got about, uh, you know, 20, 30 years left in my life. I've already lived the majority of my life. Well, you want to make the next 20 or 30 years the best? Or you want them to be just a continuation of what you're doing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. You want to change? Yeah. You got to change. You get, yeah, and that's the thing with the, you know with old you know I say older people you know adults who you know they're starting like we're we're in our fifties you know we're kind of set in our ways but we have the open mindedness and the humbleness to say you know what sometimes our ways are not you know benefiting us or others around us so we need to change them and um, if we can impart that to to other adults, but in, but mainly into kids to grow up with an open mind and understand, you know, you, you bring up Carol DeWick's book, The Mindset, man, what a great book. It's a little more than what kids should read, but what a great yep. book to understand that between that fixed mindset and growth mindset uh, thing. And when I read that book, I was like, oh man, I, I had such a fixed mindset. And um, I know someone you're, I believe you're pretty close to, um, and Nick Doherty, right? And he's one that kind of smacked me in the face, literally, not literally, but one time. And it was just on a, uh, a phone call with him many years ago. And he was like, man, he's Richard. That's a, that's just a scarcity mindset right there. And I was like, scarcity mindset? What the hell are you talking about? And kind of looked into it. And that's where I find it, found out. And I, I tell you, I've seen Nick grow from the time I first met him to where, he, where he's at now. I've seen him grow over the years. And what a great growth for him as well. But, you know, he he's the one that kind of smacked me in the face with that scarcity mindset. And I don't remember exactly what, what it was we were talking about, but I'm sure it was something martial arts related and, um, you know, business related or marketing related or something like that. And he said, man, that's just a scarcity mindset. and You got to change that. And um, I was like, man, who are you to tell me this? Because I remember years ago. And, you know, and then but um, that's when I kind of got that that whole read the book and things like that. I was like, OK, now I understand what he's saying. And he's right. You know. He's right. Yeah. And, and just a reminder, listeners and uh, those that watch it on the stream here, talking to uh, Master Richard Hill. And even if you're not in the martial arts community, I get a variety yeah. of different guests. Apply whatever we're talking about 
to any area of your life that you might be struggling with. That's Maybe right. you've got a fixed or a scarcity mindset. Maybe you know you haven't read a book or surrounded yourself with the right group of influences and people or or maybe you're standing in front of that stove saying, give me heat, then I'll give you wood. Just kind of think about that for a little bit here. And then most importantly, and that's our biggest goal here, is have the humility and not necessarily to admit that you were wrong and I was right. And, and don't do that. I've lived my life doing that. And uh, uh, yeah, we all like to be right. But at what cost? But do it, open-mindedness, learn, the ability to learn and then and, and maybe change things. You know, definition insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. Expect a different result. You, know, you, you, you don't like the result you're getting. If you keep touching the darn stove and keep getting burnt, you keep believing uh, lies from people and you keep getting burnt, open your mind and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to think differently about this. But it's, uh, it's up to you to, to, well, what whatever you listen to, what you put in is what you're going to get out. You know, my yeah. favorite Zig Ziglar quote is, you know, you are where you are and what you are by what's gone into your mind. You can change where you are and what you are by changing what goes into your mind. And I am absolute living proof of that. And it's kind of funny you brought up Nick because uh, I just uh, reached out to him the other day. I didn't talk to him in years. Um, I was going through uh, uh, something with Jeffrey Gittimore. He's the first, he introduced me to Jeffrey Gittimore, some of his books. And uh, I remember the, one of the first webinars I saw with Nick, I remember him talking about stepping off the mat and how he was doing this as he evolved. And at that time, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, but how in the world am I supposed to do that? Oh, it must be good for you, or what I absolutely hate, and I'm frustrated myself for ever saying it, uh, but it was one of those things I, I can say now that I said it, and I'm, uh, people that say it don't say it is, well, it must be nice. Yeah, oh, that, that oh, was that gosh, I hate that because it's such a limiting, uh, self-bullying belief, yeah. believing that, oh, I could never do that. Well, yeah, you can, but you got to be willing to put in the work. And it starts with checking that darn ego and kicking that bully in your mind out, saying, no, 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 no. That's a limiting belief. That's a scarcity mindset. I can right. do it. Is it going to be tough? You gosh darn right it's going to be tough. But obviously, any kind of change, and uh, what uh, Tony Robbins talks about, usually people have to get to such a low point in their life, and the pain is so great there that the fear of the unknown pain is no longer that great a fear because the constant state of pain you're in right now, and that's you know anybody that's uh, an addict or uh, has an addiction, it has to be where you're so far rock bottom. Now I'm willing to change, but it all starts yeah. with admitting you've got uh, you know a problem, and then everybody's problems are different. But if you want to change, you got to admit, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah, yeah, right on. Bing, uh, hit the nail right on the head on that one. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom, right hook of reality. Coming right at you, hook of reality. I love it, right? You know, I, I use your your hashtag there quite a bit, um, you know, through things like that about, you know, hitting that right hook of reality because a lot of the stuff today, man, you you know, it's like, bam, you got to be hit with it to kind of wake you up. Yeah, and, and uh, I was on a podcast not too long and they asked how that came about. And I guess 14 or 15, uh, I, I don't know. I was either giving a presentation or maybe teaching a class. And I said, man, that's like getting hit with a right hook, isn't it? And I said, yeah, you're keeping it real. And I'm like, whoa, and beep, bells went off. So I immediately went to, uh, oh, gosh, GoDaddy and right hook reality. Oh! So I bought the domain name and been hammering it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's amazing how those things happen, right? Oh. Yeah. So I, I followed up with a left uppercut of truth. But I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had, that's too long to type out, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Right, the left upper hook of, of life. Uh, right over reality, left upper kind of truth. And then I, I think my, my son, uh, Austin, said, why don't you call it a, 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 a what do you call it, a round kick of, uh, uh, not reality. Uh, Righteousness? Right? 
<laughs> I forgot what he called it. Uh, and then, they, of course, then the instructor spun off. What about a wheel kick of this or a side kick of that? Oh, my gosh. Just go right off, yep. Come on, guys. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Whatever. Get that mind. Get those creative thoughts going. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff. But, and you mentioned Zig Ziglar. When I first uh, uh, heard of him, I dove right in, and the first audio book I bought was Better Than Good, which is the last book that Zig narrated. So it was late in his life, and uh, it was oh, very wow. delayed and very slow. And it was a seven-disc audio book. And wow. uh, I remember that was the year, oh, goodness gracious, I had quit teaching as a PE teacher to do the business full time. So now I was Mr. Mom. I'm picking the kids up from school and, right. you know, I'd pick them up and would rock out on the radio. But now I got Zig Ziglar's disc in the CD player. And I remember the first time the kids had picked them up and they kind of looked at each other, looked back at me and said, Dad, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we ought to hear music. And I turned around and said, just, just listen, just shut up and listen because this is good for you. Here, I'm trying to motivate them, tell them something good, and I'm yelling at them to shut up. Right, <laughs> right. But now, well, and then, of course, Dad, do we have to listen to Zig again? That was kind of the theme from then right. on. But now they're able to quote Zig uh, <laughs> probably better than I can, and it's because I planted those seeds early and often. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. Yeah, I have I have a few of his, um, you know, books on, you know, audio type, uh, like actually on you know, CDs that I would pop into the car and listen to and stuff like that. And um, yeah, good stuff. Like you brought up the computer thing, like in one of his books, he talks about that, you know, he's like, you got this new computer and he's trying to put in the data. And so whatever you put in is what you get out, you know, and he talks about that in your mind, whatever you put in your mind is what you're going to get out of it, you know? And um, so that, that's, you know, good stuff is right. Whatever you feed yourself is what you're going to get out and you need to open your mind um, and not limit yourself and, uh, feed yourself with stuff from all over so you can make a more informed decision about which direction you're going. Absolutely. And, uh, the, uh, um, he calls it automobile university. So yeah. folks, like if you're listening to this podcast in your car, that's automobile university because you're learning something that, you know, in some way, shape or form is going to hopefully benefit you to become the best version of yourself. And, and that's another reminder I like to say, because I need a reminder myself. Yep. Is, look, God created you unique in every imaginable way you're one in 7.7 .7 billion people on this planet don't try and you know, cheapen yourself by being a cheap replica of somebody else hopefully you like something in in what master hill and i have, have talked about today or any of the guests or any of the podcasts or video blogs and live streams you've listened to take that and apply it to how it helps you in a specific way to become your very very best you know uh, um it, when i was well I was younger, and that was just <laughs> yesterday. Uh, it, it, I remember that fed my ego, and somebody said, "Man, I want my kid to be just like you." And I'm like, "All right, yeah, finally." Now right. I'm like, oh, "No, no, don't, don't no, do that. I've got my really flaws like too. You right. be the best version of yourself. Hopefully, I can say something or mentor you in some way, shape, or form that's going to help you. But man, be you, be you, baby. Don't be a cheap replica of me. I got right. enough problems. Be the right. best version right. of you you can be. That's right. Absolutely." Another right well, good stuff. Well, right man, there. we've been yeah. going at it for an hour here. You believe that? Yeah, I know. Man, time flies. And I feel like we haven't covered much of anything. You know, we covered a lot, but, you know, it's like there's so much more to cover. Well, yeah, it just means that uh, we'll have to have you on a, another one down the road a little man, bit. I was, when, when, you met, when you reached out to me, that I was so honored. Uh, you know, you're my first podcast I've ever been on. And Oh, um, my gosh. You I'm did such a great to, job with it. Yeah, I'm honored to have to have been on it with you. And, uh, I really appreciate the invite and, um, you know, if I could ever be on or help you in some way to help, you know, 
keep pushing that bullyproof, you know, kick in life. And I'm always going to use the right hook of reality, but you know, it's, it's all credit to you, but I'm still going to use it to people. And Hey, you know, I tell people, my, my good, my good friend, Rich Brogan, he's a right hook of reality, bam. And, and I'll talk to him about it. And I use it in my black belt class and my adult class, man. And you know, sometimes you, sometimes you need that right hook. Yeah, we do. And I appreciate that, man. You're giving I me goosebumps it. here and touching my heart there. Um, yeah. that, that is fantastic. So, um, once again, those that are, that are listening, uh, Richard, how uh, and somebody may have just tuned in here. Tell yeah. them once again where you're located, how they could get a hold of you, how to follow you, and by all means, if they're in the area, how to how to come visit a class and, and see you in person. Absolutely, uh, you know. So uh, my school is uh, TX Black Belt Academy, um, Frisco, Texas. You know, under the TX Black Belt Academy, we have nine locations, but I'm here in Frisco. I have the Frisco location. And um, you can reach out to me, you know, if you're in the North Dallas area, give me a call, um, you know, send me an email, Frisco at TXBBA.com. Look me up on Facebook, Richard Hill or TXBBA Frisco on Facebook and we're um, TXBBA Frisco on Instagram. I'm not all savvy with like all the other social medias yet, but that's where we're at. And, um, you know, just man, hit me up and uh, I'd love to, if I can help someone or, or, you know, just reach out to me. I'm happy to talk and help and you know create more right hooks reality <laughs> that's awesome uh, it, it, you got classes for kids and adults right kids and adults yeah so we teach karate we teach kind of a a blend of you know karate and taekwondo because our forms are you know we've got some okina uh you know karate some japanese okinawans forms and we've got some taekwondo forms in our adult program but our kids programs all of our forms are created um based off of the black belt principle, right? So we each each form has a, a black belt principle name, whether it's respect, self-confidence, uh, discipline, uh, self-discipline, self-esteem, motivation, um, leadership is one of them, you know, focus, goals is one, it's a big one, we love goals, and, uh, um, you know, perseverance and responsibility, you know, so all of our, our forms for the kids are created, and we do kids and adults, and we teach karate and, and jujitsu, and, uh, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, uh, you know, of course, I do Japanese jiu-jitsu as well. And um, I teach that to some of my homeschool moms, actually. It's crazy. I have a, I have like four ladies in my Japanese jiu-jitsu class for homeschoolers, <laughs> for their moms. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So, so folks listening, I'm telling you, uh, that, that, how's that sound? Think your kids could be, could benefit from having more respect, more discipline, more perseverance. Yeah. And of course, us as adults, could we benefit from that? You gosh darn right we could. And essentially, that's what we've been talking about. The, the whole podcast, the live stream here is about those very, very things. And, and you, you hear me say this, but I continue to repeat it because I continue to water the seed that we've planted. Look, if you found value in this message, please share it with others. If you're in the, the Frisco, Texas area there, please jump in there and see uh, Richard Hill and his program because all it's going to do is help you, whatever goals you have in life help you feel better about yourself, help you feel more empowered, help you become bullyproof, help you become a better parent to empower your kids or to help your kids become better future leaders, whatever. Go check it out. But share this message with others to help empower them because collectively with that bang, right hook of reality, we're going to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by collectively working together to make it happen. Things don't happen on their own. Seeds don't plant themselves in the ground. No. You got to put the work in. What does grow on its own is weeds, and there's enough weeds in society right now with negativity. But let's let's work together to dig those weeds up and plant the seeds we want for future generations. Yep, that's right. That's right. 
Well, good stuff, Richard. Well, thank you so very much for your time. And uh, gosh darn, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you on again here uh, in uh, love to. several months yeah. down the road. And uh, maybe yeah. you'll, you'll have an up new book you've started or maybe yeah. your own live stream or podcast or something else you're doing to connect and you know draw a bigger crowd and following to your academy and to your message because the world needs it, man. Yep. I, you know, uh, um, a quick question for you, Rich. Where where in uh, Florida are you located at? I'm in Palmetto, Florida. It's about 30 minutes uh, north of Sarasota, 45 minutes okay. south of Tampa. Oh, okay. Okay. My um. So my wife's family's from um, Eustis, Florida, out near Orlando, and my son's getting ready to leave here in the next few weeks to uh, to go to college at Full Sail, which is in Winter Park, uh, Florida. So I know I'll be making some trips out there, and I definitely would love to swing over and make a day to swing over and see you. And um, who, who knows, maybe we could uh, do it at a time we can hit a, a one of your podcasts, you know, side by side. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. You got my number and stuff. And uh, yep. whenever you head this way, we're about uh, two hours, hour 45, depends on traffic from Orlando. So it's nice. uh, we, we kind of chose this location. We looked around uh, quite a bit, but uh, uh, this was, I'm not, uh, I don't know what the word is, not quite suburbanite enough, I guess is the word for Tampa or Sarasota, but this little area is, heck, we got uh, right around the corner, we got cows and horses and farms and everything else. And I grew up on a farm. So that's, that's more along my stream. Uh, our last place we had in Illinois, we had uh, three acres. So nice. we, we really didn't have too many neighbors. And now we've got neighbors, but uh, I don't know, I, I love living in Florida and I've shared before why uh, the, the freedom yep. of Florida and the beautiful weather. So that's right. right. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, we're, we're in the process of selling our house and moving out to the country a little bit and uh, having a, a, you know, a few acres of land for ourselves. And that's what we wanted to kind of get away from the, the hustle and bustle and, you know, kind of yeah, do a little door life. But, yeah. So, but yeah, it's a, I mean, I, I, I've envisioned over the next couple of years, I'll be in and out of, well, my wife's, like I said, my wife's family from there. So we'll be in and out of there quite a bit, but I'd love to, you know, if it works out that we can hook up together, man, I'd love to do it. I had to get up, uh, meet halfway somewhere at, at a beach and do some training on the beach. There's nothing better than that. And, oh man. Uh, that would be fan terrific. Uh, doing yep. forms on the beach or even in the ocean there with uh, yeah. you get there and you try and hold your stances in the ocean when the ocean comes crashing in on you. Yes, or, right. Or, or, I'm being told, I, I keep saying it wrong. We're on the golf side. So that's not actually the ocean. It's called the golf. I'm like, oh, the I'm like, all right, right. Whatever. You gotta get it right. You gotta get it right. It's like, it's like right. if I go to the coast in Texas, we're in the golf side too, you know? They say the, the, the ocean is the Atlantic on the other side of Florida. You're in the Gulf. I'm like, all right, whatever. I just know it's beautiful white sands and I love it. So, right. <laughs> well, yeah, great, I'm, great I'm, stuff. Thank you, sir, so much for allowing me to be you're on here. You're very welcome. You. And thank you, buddy. I really, really appreciate what you're doing and please continue. And uh, once again, folks, you, you know where to find us Grogan's Bullyproof on Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube. LinkedIn. I'm trying to get out to many different uh, sources that we can, and we're able to live stream this now to Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Instagram. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast, Rogan's Bullyproof, it's uh, available fortunately now, uh, or we're blessed, worldwide and on any podcast app. Uh, check that baby out. And if you're in the uh, Southern Illinois area, we still have our martial arts academy, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts, and we're, we're rocking and stocking and uh, continue to move along, which is fan terrific as well. So come and check that out. As I mentioned, we're not for everybody, and that's that's okay. But if you really want your kids to uh, learn and focus how to work hard and achieve goals and not be handed and give them something they didn't earn, 
well, then we're, we're probably the right place for you. All right. Awesome. Richard, thank you again. Fans, yes, followers, thank you again for taking time out of your busy, busy life, busy, busy days. I appreciate it. I'm grateful from the bottom of my heart. And remember, I love you. God loves you. Richard Hill loves you. Absolutely. Please share that love with the world. Until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your best. You'll become bullyproof. Yes. That's right. And you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Can't wait to read your comments. Can't wait to chat again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to another life change and episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please subscribe and please share this podcast with your kids, family members, or anyone else who could benefit from this empowering message. And if you think we earned it, I kindly ask that you please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life tribe. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll become your very best to become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life.